All right, three, two, uno. And now, Sidekick Success, episode 56. Three priorities for year end. end. We are looking today to give you guys a quick little cheat sheet checklist for you to make sure over the last 30 days of December 2018 to get yourselves not only ready to start 2019 out well, but also to be wrapping up the things that are necessary in 2018 in order for us to be able to successfully move into the new year. That is correct, sir. Man. Well, uh, I, looking at the, the items on the agenda today, I know that some of these are definitely in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a, a real big guru when it comes to the, the financial side of these. I wasn't before. I can tell you that I, right I do, now. Do the work. I had I a giant do the work. leak in my business. and That's you know, A wife and two kids? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying anything to that. <laughs> Uh, no, you just, you just go through some pain and you learn your lessons. And I've said this before and I'll just kind of quickly bring it up again. I just remember that day and especially the feeling of looking at the bank account and going and then doing the calculation. That's not going to work. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, there's not enough in there for rent, which is due in two days. Yeah. So fail fast. Fail fast. Fail fast. Yeah. Remember the pain and don't let it happen again. Do it right and don't do it twice. And I'm st- I feel like I'm still an amateur on planning, oh, I budgeting, because uh, I just focus a lot on on more of making the money. Yep, yep. You know, we um we've we've spent over the last few weeks talking even about roles and the the book E Myth is something we talk about all the time with the the three roles of the entrepreneur, the manager, the doer. And I think as as you start your business. You're not, you don't have a financial background. You, know, no. you didn't go to school well, for finance and get a degree in finance and work in a company for finance. And this yep. wasn't, you know, the balance sheets and things weren't your life. But as an entrepreneur, you've developed that as a skill set. I like to, what do we always say is time or money. So I have an accountant that worked with my father's business for the last 30 years or That's whatever. That's how you found your accountant. Yeah. Didn't you didn't know, know that. that? No. Yeah. I've been using the same guy for all the way back to my school in Lee Summit, wow. 2003. So I've been a, been a member of their financial institution for 15 years. You know, it's funny not to get off subject here, but my wife and I were talking about this. It's like, once you find your company of choice, your business of choice, you don't leave unless there's something major that happens, yep. especially things like accountant, plumber, you know, all your, your day to day or maybe not day to day, but just the things that you need in your life, mm-hmm. even for us, like window tent. Yep. So getting our windows tinted, we've used the same person sign company, right? Yeah. It's like, but it's, that's, I think it's always been like that. Mm-hmm. You had your blacksmith, you had all your different trades within a village or a community. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's kind of like your choice and yeah. today. We have so many choices. And it's something that we talk about a lot is naturally our brain Mm -hmm. is always conserving calories. So we don't want to have to think it through and go out and search for a new one. But you know what you're talking about right before we started this episode was how easy things are with every app that's out there, right? Right. Okay. So check this out. I would also counter that logic to say the person that I use all the time is like my app in real life. 
I yeah. have the app. I'm not going to go find a new app to go do no. the job. I'm going to call the guy that I've always called because I've got the app. I've got the credit, the points, the understanding, the knowledge. Right. And I'm because not, you don't yeah. want to have to relearn it. There's, it, a, there's a learning curve. Yeah, that I don't comes want along to do with, that. Right. Yeah. Even remember, we had a discussion with your bank. Like, how oh. many. Obviously, those occurrences weren't and bad I'm still, enough. And I'm still with the app. I'm still with the same one. <laughs> this is where and, you and I differ. And you would For go me, switch. For I'll, me, I'll, I'll weigh the pros and cons. Yep. For you, the or the cons have to be tremendously heavy. That's loyalty. Right. But yeah. for me... Notice I'm still sitting here next to this right, guy. Right, exactly. <laughs> but for me, the, the, the cons aren't don't have to be as heavy. Yeah. Well, because you look at the benefit. Well, I also look at the, yeah, the benefits, and then I look at future pros. Yeah. For like me... If I had to continue, if I feel like I had to continue to go through the same pain yep. and annoyance then I always weigh out, well, is it worth it? Or is the upfront learning curve slash pain that I have to go through to switch, for example, a bank, mm -hmm. oh, that's a pain. Yeah. Is that worth the long-term gain? Sometimes it is. Yeah, that's that's so it so individual, you know, based. If 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 you were my business manager and you were saying, All right, we're switching banks. I'd be like, oh, okay. Right. Where do I deposit the money? Well, we're not going to get in a psycho <laughs> psychological discussion, but you, well, you, you tend to struggle making that decision. Yeah, I just, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Gosh, man. Sometimes I, I do you. it too quickly. Let's, you know what? We're, today we're going to talk about on Sidekick <laughs> Success three ways for Seth Wilson to grow as an individual and, and trim his beard that's starting to look like an Amish person. <laughs> there's nothing. Is, are you saying there's something wrong with? Did I say? Man, I, I don't know. I, was, uh, I'm, I hope are we don't Amish? have any. I hope we don't have any Amish listeners today. I didn't say it was bad. I said, "Are you Amish? Do you want to portray Amish?" <laughs> what are we doing now? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> first one is going to be get your financial books in order. Why is this? You know, honestly, I guess getting your books in order is making sure that you are accurately tracking all of the things that you need to be doing. So at the end of the year, it's even more important than the beginning of the year, because what kind of a style of a, of a keeper are you? Do you have a shoebox filled with receipts? Do you actually store input data or using QuickBooks? Are you, you know, week to week, day to day, month to month? When are you inputting all of these things? And as we're coming down the pipeline, December 31st, this needs to be done so that you can give it off to the account as quick as possible. Have you ever done that? I have yet I, to do that. I have. I've had last my year. Booked. I was 98% there. Yeah, I know. I actually, but here's a, <laughs> I yeah, know where that exactly. You've been waiting is. for that K1 for a long time. <laughs> but here's the thing is. When you build your own building, that comes with a lot of different yeah. things that you aren't prepared for. I so I'm learning. It. Yeah. And those and, and it's tough, but honestly, now is a great time for you to start putting in that work beforehand in order to be able to get those things done. And again, it, it's due. So we've got a few months after January, but right now is a great time for us to make sure that everything is good and we can be taking a look at a couple of different excuse me. We can take a couple different looks at our of our accounting and make sure that what it looks like is how we feel about it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's definitely a challenge for a lot of people that if we don't put ourselves or we're not organizing ourselves, and this isn't talking about Seth Wilson, the instructor. This is talking Seth Wilson, the business owner, and we need to be the ones that are proactive towards this. So if you are that individual, what I've suggested um, is to be able to go grab yourself a bookkeeper. There's a lot of even real simple like online style things now that you can do from a remote 
where you can get a bookkeeper for like 60 bucks a month to kind of handle your accounts. I'm not saying that that's the best option, but if you're not a person who's organizing those things, then now is definitely a great time because they can start to reconcile some of what you've done throughout the year. There are usually back charges for this where they can go over each month and handle all of your receipts yeah. and all of those things. And then when you go to your accountant coming up in the next few months, it's golden and ready. Yeah. Well, ideally you should have been doing this since day one, January 1st, right. but it's never too late. Mm-hmm. And you just have to create the system that becomes your habit where, for example, I will pay off all my cards on every Thursday. Mm-hmm. So like clockwork, clockwork. And I also will kind of look through the books every month. I don't do the books anymore. Mm-hmm. I was, I was doing, and I think it's important that every owner should understand that process. Cause you get swindled. Right. If you're not, if you don't and understand what you're looking at. And yeah. I've, I've been through that process where people were being sloppy with the books and I didn't really understand. And for me personally, and everybody's different with this, but I have to know at, at least, at least I have to have a general idea of how this is supposed to be done mm-hmm. because then I can look at it and say, well, this is not correct mm-hmm. or this is correct. So I'm going to continue on with this person. So it's important that we get that general idea of every faucet of our business. We don't have to become experts, but we have to have that general idea. Yep. For, for me as a business owner over the last four years, being a part of the board of directors for USAT, we, we get a monthly update. And actually over the last year, I've been on the audit committee for USA Taekwondo. And so I've had easy access to the, um, our, our bookkeeper, our accountant to be able to talk through our nine nineties, talk through all of the financial sheets. It's uh, the nonprofit version of the filing for taxes that breaks down all of their, their things. So it's a little different sheet. Um, anyway, with that being said, the, uh, the idea of being able to go line item by line item and be able to see the balance the you know, input versus output there. And, and it's just been pretty eye opening. To be able to relay that information back to the business gives me a little of that insight that when I'm trying to print off those sheets and I'm looking at the items, I actually took it. If I want to do it, I want to do it really, really well. I want to break my things down as little as possible. And my accountant fights me on this. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah, because then it's too visible, too much too much stuff, too much delineation. And yeah. so they want it. Buckets are better than, right. than these things. You should be able to just click it and then open up and kind of have a... Like a bird's eye spread of, of what is under that category. Yeah. I still have too many categories on, on my PL, but that's, and that's tough. That's where at, at the high level for a nonprofit underneath government regulations, like they are, they have to break everything down very, very specifically. And it's interesting because I look back at my business and I want to break it down like that. Cause I would like to use those to come back and see where I, where I did and yeah. be able to kind of create my own buckets. But it's, um, like I said, too much of a process. So if that's not for you, hiring an accountant or a bookkeeper, um, get you on track. And definitely, definitely you can do this as a partnership too, where they can do a quarterly overview and you can input it and you can meet with these guys and they can make sure you're doing everything you need to do, but definitely important. The second one on the list is to be able to determine your position as a business. This is important too. Um, the first part of it is to examine the documents that you have, uh, for your year in, which are your balance sheet, your uh, income statements, and your cash flow. And if you're looking at all those and understanding which ones they are, it, it's pretty helpful for you. So, for example, being able to see your assets, being able to see what your profitability looks like, and being able to show what you're doing with your money. And I think that a lot of business owners don't take the time to be able to pull those sheets or have access to them, even. Yep. And then at the end of the day, 
you ask them like, oh, how's the business doing? Or can I get a loan or any of those? And you know, the bank, if you go to the bank and you need a loan for whatever you need and they say, can I see your, your stuff? And you got, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's never right. going to go well. And when you're, when you're going through the balance sheet and when you, when you think about assets, it's, it's, it's so simple. Mm. It's really simple. And I think this is where I got it wrong personally, where I, I tried to overthink it, but it just comes down to what's worth money, uh-huh. right? So how much money do you have in the bank? Uh, do you have any property? Do you own your building? But it's not just about do you own your building. What is the difference between how much is your building worth to how much you owe on the mortgage? Right. So there's your, your asset, or at least the, 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 li- the ending line item on that. And then you have equipment, but we've talked about this before. Like, yeah, however like, valuable I'm you gonna, think your I mats wanna, and bags are. Right. I want to buy that, that studio. And I'm always thinking, well, so what you're telling me is you want to buy some sweaty 15-year-old mats. You want to buy some some old furniture and folding chairs. You want to buy... <laughs> I want to uh, buy $100,000 You want to buy a lease? Debt. Yeah. You want to buy a lease? <laughs> yeah. So you want to put your name on their lease. So then they're 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 done with that. And the point of this is you're not really buying anything. Mm-hmm. And well, they could say, well, I'm buying the, the, the list of customers. Well, possibly, but that, that's to say they all stay when you come in and now you're the new boss. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's tough when you're not like a restaurant yep. or when you're not something that has all that equipment where you actually have assets so that are worth money. In, in different, different ways of thinking, let's say, for example... I want to buy the website, thecoma.com from you. Right. And I'm, would you sell it to me? No. I'm going to give you $10 million. Yes. Right. So there's a price, (laughs) right? So now if you look at a martial arts school that you're interested in buying and maybe I look, there's one in a price shop or parking lot and it's super awesome. And I want to go there and it happens to be for sale, but I want to go there. It might be worth it for me to buy that domain basically is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I, I think it just all comes down to what are you, what is the potential? Yeah. What are you see? really getting there? Because right. there's so many variables, but I agree with you on that. Yeah. The next one there is if you, if you have access to all these documents, you can compare them year over year and see where you were, look for that growth. But most importantly, you've heard us say numerous times on this show is talking about evaluating your goals. So over the course, if you're the business owner, you want to look at this thing like you are the the CEO being reviewed by the board of directors and the board and the constituents and, and even the shareholders in this whole thing. All they're looking for is the profitability and the long-term projections to see is this business going to grow. If you're looking at these sheets and you're looking at your goals and you're seeing financially which is a gigantic chunk of why you're in business in the first place. I hear people say, I'm teaching martial arts because I just love the art and I want to pass it on. That's, that's cool. You can do that in a park. But yeah. if you have a business, you need to be paying attention to profitability. And so I would always look at that and try to think, what were, what were my financial goals throughout the year? And you look at these sheets to be able to balance that back and say, man, you know, I didn't, I didn't get the profit that I wanted. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you didn't have a successful year, but you may have set a goal for yourself to get 20, 30, 40% profit margin. And you look back and you got 10 or right. worst case, good. Now you come up with a negative profit margin. Didn't mean you did anything terrible. It happens that there are some years where you spent way more right. than you thought you did. Most important piece of what you're saying is looking at the books. It has to be. And, and actually taking notice of those metrics because when we stop noticing and stop paying attention to those, then things start to slip underneath us. Mm-hmm. 
And then before we know it, we take a huge fall and we're like, how did that happen? Right. And it happens so quick. because you haven't looked at your books in the last six months. Right. You know, what, what, I, what I almost like in this too is building a building. And it's easy to think, well, you build the building and you need some big trusses, some I-beams mm-hmm. in there. And there'll be some support steel and some concrete. And, and it, all you just did, it, and the same example is muscle building. Well, I'm going to build my, my pecs and my biceps. And that's awesome. Why'd, yeah. you, why'd you laugh? Is that, I don't know. <laughs> my scrawny, my scrawny little buddy. So the idea there is you look at all the big pieces, but you don't look at the glue. You don't look at the nuts and bolts. You don't look at the supporting muscles, the stabilizer. You didn't do any of that. Yeah. So when you're building these goals, what I look at, what, what most martial arts schools think of is I need more students. We say, how is, how are you on profitability? Well, I just need a hundred more students. You missed, you missed it. That's, that's definitely a piece of the structural steel. You totally need those, but you really need to be spending more time in there on the stabilizer muscles to understand what your balance sheet looks like. What are, what are your cash flow look like? Where can I trim the fat? Like you've talked about before. And then not only just the idea of getting more, but thinking about the retention and these sheets along with a, a clear understanding of what your business does drives very solid goals. We will get back to the podcast shortly. If you have been listening to the Sidekick Success podcast for a while now, you might be wondering, what's next? Visit SidekickSuccess.com and schedule a free business coaching call. This will be a no pressure, no used car sales conversation where we will get to know you and your business's goals. Some people want more customers, some want more income, while others just want to build a business that successfully operates by itself. We will then tell you with complete honesty what you need to do to achieve those goals. If you want to hire us as your coach and guide along the way, great. We can help create your action plan and hold you accountable. If not, no hard feelings. You at least know where you will need to start. Again, visit SidekickSuccess.com and schedule the free business coaching call. We'd love to meet you. And now let's get back to the podcast. Yes. And you have to know what you need to, what is the, what is the saying? It's, you can't prove what you don't measure, right? You can't improve what you don't measure there. So if you're not aware of what your metrics are, or the state that you're currently in, then how do you know, like, what is your benchmark? Yep. And, and it starts with your books. Yeah, definitely. All of those things. And so we, it's been, um, a few months since we've talked about this sort of thing. The next, the next big piece, and this is where just would love to to get your take on it because you're, you're pretty sharp with this one, but evaluating tax strategies to be able to to get yourself. The first thing that I think of is to make sure that you are operating in the right entity. So a lot of people start up their business, sole proprietorship, there's that. So are you an LLC? Are you a S corp? Are you corporate? Um, but on top of that, where are you being able to funnel just the tax savings? Yeah. And I think this is where a lot of our listeners, the total of eight listeners that we have <laughs> shouldn't, they need to understand this. And it's, here's a general rule. Okay. From what I've heard and what I've people have told me like professionals it's 50,000. So if you're making over 50,000, it's time to stop being a sole proprietor. And the reason why, and I'm going to get this wrong, but I'm just going to just hang with me here. It's the income tax that you're going to be charged or that's going to apply to your income if you are a sole proprietor. 
So when you are just the owner of the business and not the business itself, then you are taxed a little bit differently because now you're not just getting paid as an employee, which then you have FICA and you have all those things that they take out. When you're getting paid as an employee, as an owner, and then you're taking owner dividends mm -hmm. or owner draws, those draws, especially now after Trump changed the, uh, the tax percentage from, I think it's just a straight 21% now for all owner dividends, as opposed to like 30% if you're getting paid through payroll, which is through sole, uh, that, sole that's go th going through being as a sole proprietor. Mm -hmm. So the next step is getting taxes an S corp, which you're an LLC taxes an S, S corp, which is the ideal situation. If you're making more than 50,000, I could be wrong and I'm not a financial professional in no means, but this is what I've learned along the way. Interesting. You know, in my head, as I hear this kind of thing talking, I was just thinking of our show and our listeners out there and how we, we get inundated all the time with a lot of uh, programs that like, I'll, I'll teach you how to get more students. And I'm oh. what program doesn't say that now. And I was just it's thinking about, but do you know why they do that? It's just because that's what the market low hanging fruit. Well, that's like what they want. Think, oh, it's, it. it's, um, clickbait yeah it's all clickbait because that is for some i understand that's all we think about getting yeah because it's, it's a, that's it's a, that's where my money is it's so simple it's yeah. so simple we look at our student base and we're like i don't have enough yeah so what do we think and i need more yeah right where can i get more google right. oh here's some programs that'll right. help me get more let's 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 launch a couple like parkour camps and all these other different things which are, are fine as supplemental programs but if it's not part of your um, QBR, Queen B role, <laughs> right? If yep. it's not part of that, then you are going the wrong direction. And we talked about the QBR, Queen the B episode, role last episode, yeah. so check that out. But the what I was just thinking in my head is how often we get into the nuts and bolts of run a better business, make more money, yeah, tax yourselves appropriately, get yourself running right, and then you get more students, you get more money. Right. If I teach you how to get more students and you keep losing more students, you may have made a little bit more money, but as soon as I stop helping you get more students, it all drops itself back on its head. Your business is not sustainable. No, it's just, it's, it's just a very simple comparison between short-term versus long-term thinking. Yeah. Do you want to go to Vegas and just win a, you know, win a couple thousand bucks and you're done? Or do you want to build a business that is sustainable over the long term right. that you can eventually get a little bit more hands off mm -hmm. that you can view from from afar like you're supposed to as an entrepreneur and an owner mm -hmm. where you're not having to worry about how you're going to pay the next month's rent or you're not worrying about well uh i just twisted my ankle working out and now i can't go teach yeah. who's going to teach who's going to teach oh my goodness who's going to open the studio there goes who's the tangent yeah <laughs> So the, uh, it, it, it all legit. is encompassing because this is such a huge thing that we talk about. This is what we stand for. This is it. And if, and if it, if it doesn't ring a bell for you, 
then you're watching the wrong go get, go video. get some go get some more students so <laughs> <laughs> go the, buy that next uh new students in a box there you go <laughs> granny ground and pound is still for sale there he, it. he brought it up again <laughs> it's been a while so um it, it just it's comical what i what do you go through and you, you think about all of those as a entrepreneur if you if you think of the term serial entrepreneur people who repeatedly open up businesses just for the the purpose of get in get out build a business with a great foundation sell yeah. it to somebody who yeah. wants it I, I there's a lot of allure there for if me. you're gonna sell it yeah then you've got to make a business that runs on itself and even if I wasn't like with my with my brand and what I do and this is who I am and what I want to do I would still like to build the business so that if I wanted like I'm 50 and I decided I don't want to teach anymore I would want a business that is legit that I could actually offer up to somebody else. Right. And it shows that it's legit because I'm truly operating as a CEO instead of a employee. Yeah. And that would be a great way for us to be able to go. Well, just honestly, this is what it comes down to. And this is something that I've had a personal self revelation about, and it really just comes down to the doing or the designing. It's like, do you naturally spend your time doing everything? Mm -hmm. And if that's, that's the case, that's fine. But just understand that as time goes on, you're still going to be the one doing it. Yeah. But if you're going to start allocating more time on designing a business, then that's going to get you off that current path that you're on and get you on a new path that maybe not now, maybe not in five years, but maybe down the road, you can step away from for a month and then everything is running like clockwork. Yeah. Take a vacation mm. and you come back. Sounds nice. And here's the thing. This is this is where it gets amazing is it grew. Right. That would have that that's the idea and idea. And that's kind of this like this whole clockwork book I've been reading just hits it right on the head. And it's a lot of stuff that I kind of already read about, I knew, but that's besides the point. Like the, a lot of stuff that we talk about. People are like, Oh, you know that. Well, show you me. do? Yeah. Okay. Are you doing it? Yeah. Like, show me. Yeah. Show me that you're doing it. And if that's the case, great. But most people, I don't think so. And I'm, I'm very guilty of this, too. Sometimes you need a little kick in the butt. Yeah. Kick in the rear and saying, I understand you know it. But like we talk about before, like many, many times, it doesn't matter what you know. It's all about what you do. Yep. Which brings us to our last item of the day, planning for the new year. This is something that I think is pretty interesting. You have to do it now because if you start making your goals for 2019 and April of 2019, that's not necessarily the best point of view because you're already in the middle of it. Yeah. So I'd love to be able to see people put together an action plan to say, here's where we want to go. This weekend, I presented the 10-year strategic plan to the board and we were talking about the goals and some of the goals get to be pretty large, of course, because it's that long-term 10-year goal. It's where do you see yourself down the line? And some people say like, well, that seems insane. Of course it's insane. It's 10 years down the road. What do they call it? A big audacious goal or something? Yeah. This is where we would love to be able to see ourselves if we could do this. It, and it's funny because I have to pull myself back in that room of people and, and say, this isn't about achieving that today it's about how big of a chunk does our ceo yeah. want to take out of that vision today right so we say here's where we want to be in 10 years and he says all right um i'll drive for six hours and then we'll go ahead and camp out in denver and then we'll keep driving the rest of the way next year cool okay that's fine now we all get to have that conversation now as a business owner there's nobody 
doing this for you. So you have your 10 year plan and however aggressive you can be towards accomplishing that year's worth of goals. And I've, I've heard you say this before where you, you pull those goals yeah. down into a daily basis. Yep. What am I going to do today to get that thing done? And you know, I'll be real honest. It is, it is hard to be able to manage 10 year goals into a today. It really is. That funnel is, a, it's, it can be a tricky thing for people to understand, but you've got to try. And if you start backtracking your way from 10 years to now, you can start seeing the stepping stones. So things like this, I've got my finances in order. My business is running well. It's profitable. I can look at the sheets. I can see where my equity is. I see where all of these assets are. I'm going to leverage these assets here. We've talked about staffing plans. We've talked about growth strategies. We've talked about being able to get new students. And you start to say at this point, I'm going to transition from business planning to acquisition, customer acquisition. Now that we're in customer acquisition, I'm going to start moving from customer acquisition to staffing. Now that we're in staffing, we're going to go back to customer acquisition. And now at the end of that, obviously with customer acquisition, we're talking about a specific kind of growth. Hopefully all of that adds up to your 10 year goal. You could get more or less aggressive on customer acquisition as you go along, but it has to be measured with your staffing plan to make sure that you're getting it. At what point in time as a business owner, do you want to stop being the day-to-day -day guy and hire someone to replace you? Right. And that would be metered out on your goals. Yep. And you start setting that out in a one, three, five, 10 year kind of an idea. Make sure you're, you know where you're going. What about when people set these goals that are just outrageous? Frivolous goals. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I just started, I want to be making, you know, an insane amount of money and yeah. you just don't have it yet. <laughs> okay. Like so you don't have the, the, not only the skill or the knowledge, but the facility or you know, like maybe you can't even handle that. Here's the deal. Uh, and we've right, heard this before. Right now. I actually wanted to like just shut my laptop and look right into the camera. There is just about infinite amount of money out there. It really is. Well, they like print you, can, it. you can go get they print it. You can go get it. It's out there for you. So I firmly believe that just about anybody with a work ethic and a, and a backbone takes, takes mm -hmm. a little bit of gusto could have that million dollar school. Yeah. I, th I think that you can totally get there. I think you got to be realistic though. And if you're sitting there, you're 79, students and you're like, I want a million. Well, when do you want it? Like right now. And you're like, well, how long have you been in business? Five years. <laughs> gonna do, so you need 10 times what you've done. Like you got to understand how much work needs to be done. Right. So the first step is I love that you want a million, but you've got to start breaking it back down to where you are. And what that means to me is if you, if you've been doing this for a few years and you're short on where you need to go, you haven't done a good job of understanding what was necessary for you to make that goal in the first place. Right. So every eight to 12 year old kid in the country is like, I want to go to the major leagues. I want to go to the NBA. Yeah. I want to go to the NFL, but you don't really understand whether or not you've got that until you're 14, 15, 16, When people 17. say, I want to make all this money. My, my, what goes into my head is, well, do you understand what that takes? Yeah. Are you willing to do right. the work? I and think that what, here's my, my input on that, I think the biggest barrier for people who make these big goals and they don't even get close to them is they never look in the mirror. Right. And especially when you're the leader of your business, of your organization, it starts with you. It starts with you. Yep. You are the driving force 
to your organization, to your business, to yourself, to getting closer to that goal. If you are not efficient and you're not effective, what on earth are you doing to fix it? This is why we always talk about read some books, like research, educate yourself, and then most importantly, get off your lazy butt and start doing something about it. And this is where I just have no patience when people say like, oh, I just can't do it. Well, what are you doing? Do something. You sitting on your butt thinking about it, it's not going to help anything. <laughs> action, action, action. That's all it takes. And maybe you're not going to get it today. And I've, you and I have had many conversations on this, right? Yep. And I told you years ago, I'm going to do X with my business, yep. right? And I've, I'm late on it, and I know why. It's just because I was cocky and arrogant, and I thought I knew everything. Knew everything. I'll admit that easily. But we are going to hit that goal. But I can tell you right now, the reason why is because I've educated myself and most importantly, I've humbled myself to listen and learn from people who have done it. And then most importantly, sit down, make a plan and then execute. That is it. And it's really not that hard when you put it in front of you as a step-by-step plan. And that's where we come in, folks. That's where... We have experience. And if you do have a consultant already, that's awesome. Like if you have a business coach, great. The only thing I would ask is what kind of experiences have they gone through? When I see these consultants out there and these business coaches, business coaches, I always wonder, you say all these things, but have you done it? And maybe that doesn't matter, right? It maybe if they have the knowledge Mm -hmm. and they can motivate you to do what you're supposed to, then that's great. For me, I just I, I couldn't have a coach like that. It's having a I'm all personal about, trainer that weighs 300 pounds. Exactly. Yeah. I'm all about, I want to learn from somebody who's been there and done it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're successful. They've built the business that I want. That is who I want. I don't want the person who's read books and now they're regurgitating the information I could easily read on my own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's kind of where, again, we are martial arts school owners. And we've been through it. And we're going through it. And every time we come up, with a new book or a new idea, we'll share it. Mm-hmm. We don't hold information for our own good. Yep. I've learned because that's the old school mentality. Yeah. Right. Keep it right. close to the chest. Cold, keep it hold. I keep on holding on that information because that's going to be your advantage. Yep. Right. Yeah. Nowadays, they don't, they don't work. Yeah. It's like, first of all, you're already assuming that if you give them the knowledge that they're going to do it. Most of the time they don't. They don't, they don't even do it. <laughs> But the second thing is that's how you become a better person in life is by helping others. And that's something that, that is important to both of us. Guys, I can't say it better than that. I uh, listened to that little rant and it's, it's got a whole lot of value. So like you said, you know, psychic success, different program, love to be able to, to share that knowledge, to be able to guide people into a new position with a new take on their business and turn themselves into the entrepreneur that they want to be, not the, uh, the consistent classroom builder that that some people try to to drag them into. So with that being said, that's the end of episode number 56, three priorities for the year end. And we'll look forward to seeing you guys next time. Don't forget to check out James Kim at Moodoo USA, our gracious sponsor. And for you guys also to check out us on the web at sidekicksuccess.com. See you next week.